Thank you for joining us at Conversations to Inspire. I am your host, Teresa Moore. There are many facets of our mind-body-spirit connection. In this episode, we explore the balancing effects of sound massage and meditative sound experiences, or sound baths, with our guest, Kim Dietz. Kim is a licensed massage therapist and owner of Fantoli Massage and Wellness, LLC. Kim is a certified Peter Hess sound massage practitioner, a certified practitioner of vibrational therapy, and a certified practitioner of sound healing. Kim offers traditional massage therapy as well as sound therapies. In the Peter Hess Sound Massage, Kim uses Himalayan singing bowls on the body to balance energies, as well as using sound baths, which are a meditative sound experience, using a variety of crystal chakra bowls, Himalayan singing bowls, buffalo drum, gong, chimes, and many other musical instruments to allow for shifts in energy. Kim is offering a promo code for our listeners in part one of this series. To learn more about Fantoli Massage, visit Kim's website at fantolimassage.amtamembers.com or her Facebook page at Fantoli Massage and Wellness, LLC. This is part two, where we discuss my meditative sound experience and sound massage. Listen to part one for the full conversation with Kim Dietz. Here is part two of my conversation with Kim. Thank you for joining us at Conversations to Inspire. This is part two of a two-part series with Kim Dietz. Kim is a licensed massage therapist, a certified Peter Hess sound practitioner, a certified practitioner of vibrational therapy, and a certified practitioner of sound therapy. Kim allowed me to experience one of her meditative sound experiences. So today we are going to discuss that and then follow up with our conversation from last week's episode as well. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining us again today. Thank you for having me. And thank you again for the experience. That was quite profound. And I think I experienced some things that I didn't notice and some things that you did notice and some things that I thought I noticed that when you and I discussed, you didn't see happening. It was quite amazing. Tell our listeners about what you did for me and how that played out. So what I did yesterday is a combination service of a Peter Hess sound massage and a meditative sound experience. The Peter Hess sound massage is where the Himalayan bowls are placed directly on your body. And with that, it helps you look inward, helps just shift energy, move things around. It breaks up blockages, changes guarding patterns that you have. And then that was followed by a meditative sound experience, which is also called a sound bath or a sound journey. So it's a lot of different instruments, different sounds that take you different places, the different vibrations and frequencies do different things within your cells. Yeah, it's it's definitely a personal experience for each person. Some things can't be explained because it's not about me to label anything or give it a purpose or meaning. It's absolutely about you and your self-journey. So different things overall that I notice when I'm doing that type of work is you can see when there's energy shifts happening. So what I mean by that is that sometimes there'll be different muscle twitches that are happening. Some people cough. Some people, you can see that they're getting chilled. Some people get warm. So there's very physical things that can happen. Other things that I would notice is the sound of the bowls. In areas where there's stagnation or things are heavy, in that area, the tones of the bowls change or they don't ring out as far. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm paying attention to during it. During the sound bath, because there's no bowls on you, 
I'm paying more attention to patterns in your breathing and just how deep you're going into it. Because I don't want to take you into a state of bliss and keep you there the entire time. I don't want to just, which it's nice, it's beautiful to have that relaxing feeling, but I want things to shift and move. I want to move that energy and I want to shake it off. So there's different instruments that are played to do that. What I remember you saying was that the body knows what it needs and the body responds to the vibrational therapies. It's nothing that I could control. So you had mentioned that before we started, was allow things to happen, but you're not in control of what happens. The body knows what it needs. The body is going to take what it needs from this, and it's going to do its like subconscious healing. Absolutely. Everything that is supposed to happen, like everything that's going to happen is absolutely supposed to happen. So sometimes we go into this expecting that, oh, it's going to be this deep relaxation. It's going to be blissful and it's going to be wonderful. And it's going to take me to this magical relaxation place. And that might not happen. It's going to meet you where you are. And you might not realize that you got a lot of baggage that day. So it might make you feel irritated or uneasy or uncomfortable, or your muscles might feel like they're contracting. That's absolutely supposed to happen. Sometimes you can get emotional where you have the feeling that you want to cry or you're irritated or you're getting mad. All those things are surfacing. And then it's normal for us because of how we're programmed. We want to suppress that back down. We have to just let it out. It's trying to get out. So different emotions and traumas that are trapped that we've been hanging on to physically in our visceral tissues we're letting that go. But we don't have to have active conscious thought on putting that together with something that happened in our life. Our body just knows that, okay, it's no longer serving me. I can let it go. And sometimes it does come out as an emotion or it comes out as a physical presence that you can see. And sometimes it's so subtle that you don't notice until days later that, oh, I just, I noticed this. And it's something subtle. Like you just you feel more at ease, you just feel more relaxed, but you can't really pinpoint exactly what it is or when that shift happened. You just eventually notice it. What were some of the things that you noticed with me while you were providing the meditative sound experience? Were they things that are what you normally see? Yes. So during a sound massage where the bowls are on you, oftentimes I will see, and typically it's the left leg, it gets very twitchy. It's very common. Some people don't really move at all. You might see like almost that feeling of like when you're falling asleep and you jump. I'll see that happening sometimes. But if there's a lot of emotional stuff going on, usually it's the left leg gets really twitchy. And you saw my left leg twitching a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there's actually, oh, and I can't even remember who, there's a gentleman that has a blog and they were talking a lot about emotional releases with people that have restless leg syndrome Oftentimes, they don't need medication. They need a different type of therapy. Their body is trying to release stuff. So it's just energy shifting and moving. So oftentimes, it's the legs that get restless. People move their fingers or the fingers get twitchy. Yours moved a little bit on your right hand, but not really the left. And then the sounds of the bowls, usually in the upper chest area, because the bowls will be placed, they get moved, and then sometimes come back to an original placement. Then you can hear the change in the tones. But usually the upper chest area, oftentimes when the bowls are placed in the original position, they're just more muffled or the tone isn't as bright. And then they get moved and they get placed back and then the tones ring out better. 
oftentimes I'll see usually the upper right shoulder, the tone, it doesn't ring out as long. For some people, it is on the left side, but most people it's on the right. The reason for that, I don't know. But I mean, it's very obvious to me when there's changes. So the person on the table, they're not aware. And honestly, I hear a lot of, they think that there's three bowls on them or four bowls on them, when in fact, there's only usually two. (laughs) Sometimes there's more, um, depending on how many sessions you've had, but it's never more than four. But typically there's two bowls on you at all times. And whenever the bowls are on you, they're always vibrating. It's never what we call a dead bowl. We never leave it on someone without it vibrating. But you can definitely hear the changes in the bowls. And what did you notice while I was on the table? So while you were on the table, there was some twitching on your left leg. Which I did not feel at all. I had no idea that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's one when I placed the bowl back on your right foot, then your leg jumped a little bit. You were probably startled from the touch of it. But overall, yeah, it was mostly your left leg. And then Sometimes it's difficult to explain because it's like a conscious sleep. So you were making sleep-like noises, but chances are you were probably still very present in what was happening. I felt like I was. Yeah, but there was sleep-like noises. Sometimes you can actually hear yourself making those noises. So it's almost in a way like an out-of-body experience, but you're just so deeply relaxed and your subconscious is taking over and you just get to sit back and be entertained by whatever visions come forward or some will call them hallucinations or colors or feelings or just whatever is going to come up. Whatever is coming up is meant to come up, but it's nothing to really sit back and analyze like a dream because some of it will make no sense at all. It's just very random. Some of it's like a It feels so familiar, like it should be a memory, but it's not. It's just a lot of different things. It takes you a lot of different places. But overall, the experience is very personal to yourself. It's nothing that you're really going to be able to to put an exact explanation with. But it's just stuff just to know that your subconscious has done the work. It's received the message and it's doing what it needs to do to clear the different energies. And when you place the bowls on me, you said you would notice a different resonance or a different sound quality with different ones. Yes. What was that like? What did you notice? Typically with everyone, when there's a first bowl placement and then that particular bowl gets moved and placed back to that first placement, by that time, things have moved through you. It's cleared blockages. It's changed patterns. So the bowls will ring out better. It's almost like a if you think of a gently flowing stream and something like a leaf or something comes down the stream and it kind of hangs out on the side, it's not really blocking the flow of the water. But when there's more leaves that come, eventually it starts to get blocked. And the water's still moving, it's still flowing, just not as effectively as it could. And then all of a sudden there's like a whoosh of water and it pushes those leaves that's what the bowls do. It pushes them. The leaves representing just energy and traumas and things that don't serve us. It'll move it. It'll shift it. 
And then I really enjoy doing the sound baths afterwards because there's different instruments that I can use, not just to bring things to the surface, but to really, um, like the buffalo drum, that'll really shake things up. You can't avoid it. There's no denying. You can't hang on to that energy. It will leave you. When you did the buffalo drum, I could actually feel like a wave. I could feel the sound waves from it as you moved it over throughout the room and over my body. And that was a tangible. It is powerful. And when you're done, oftentimes, I mean, you just feel like you're vibrating and you can almost feel that you're vibrating at a higher frequency. So it's powerful. It's very powerful, very profound, subtle in a lot of ways, but very profound. And you notice some of the bowls ringing differently, like when you first placed it on and then you went back in different mm-hmm. different bowls in different places. With me, you notice different vibrational yes. resonance. Yes. What did you pick up on that or what was your interpretation on those? Some of it, I can't give it a specific label, but it's just different things shifting and moving. And there's maps on the body and where we store certain emotions. I don't know how people came to decide on those maps. I don't know if there's different theories on those or different perspectives on those, but we hold emotion in our pelvis. We hold grief behind our knees, but it just depends where our bodies want to hang on and trap different emotions and different traumas. I can't really, I can't speak for each individual, like specifically why what's happening in that area that the bowls sound different. All I can say is that there is something that is stagnant in that area and there's definitely blockages that's not allowing the sound to go through us because we're about 70% water. So sounds and vibrations travel so easy through that. You can then physically hear when those changes are occurring just by how it's the bowls ring out and the sound becomes so pure. It's subtle, but it's undeniable. There's something happening. And to your trained ear, it is a definite thing. You can tell if you place a bowl and it's not ringing out. So there's some underlying issue there. But then the bowls with the resonance and the vibration, it can penetrate the body and then it can, like you say, release and remove those blockages. So if you were to come back or ring it again, then it would possibly sound better, more pure. Yeah. And it's an experiment that you can do on your own. If you have a bowl, you can place it on your leg. And you can tighten up your muscles on your leg and play it and then relax your leg and play it. You're going to hear subtle differences in the tones because with the metal bowls, although they're a note, when they're played, there's overtones and undertones. So the note's going to waver and it'll change into different notes depending on the tissue where there's blockages and how dense it is at that time you'll hear different overtones and undertones, but then eventually everything comes into resonance. There's entrainment that's happening, meaning that things are then vibrating at the same frequencies. When that happens, that vibration and sound can go further. So that's when the bowls ring out more. And it's just, it's such a pure tone when that happens. And oftentimes when I hear that happening, I smile. Because as a practitioner doing this, I can't I don't get to move because if I'm moving, I'm creating energy. And as a massage therapist, where normally for a massage, I'm moving all the time. So it it was quite a drastic change to go from moving to being quite still. So sometimes I'll smile and I try not to put in that extra energy because it's not about me, but it's sometimes you just can't help it when you hear it. And it's so like you tap the bowl and it's so like it just doesn't it doesn't ring. And then you have a few more placements and then bring it back to the original spot and then it rings. It's like, it's glorious. You're like, oh, like things are shifting. It's beautiful. And you can tell that the energies are shifting within the person's body 
Yes. And releasing and clearing and allowing things to let go that when you place the bowl back and you ring it again, it physically sounds different. Yes. And that's the goal, to be more present in ourselves. And we don't always recognize when we've held on or allowed things to attach to us. And it's beautiful when you can let that go and just like strip it back down to just you. And it's nice that feeling when it's done of being so centered and so grounded and just like fully present. It can be a really awkward feeling at first. It can be, it can just feel very strange and odd if you're not used to having that feeling, but it can be very euphoric. And I loved what you said because you had mentioned that the body on a physical or subconscious level, but the body is allowed to release. And once you place a bowl, that vibration physically enters the body through the skin and it can change things and it can help the body and the subconscious to heal. Yes, it is absolutely undeniable and unavoidable. Even if you couldn't hear the sound and there is vibration, your body is still, it knows exactly what to do. Each cell knows what frequency it's supposed to be. It just knows. We don't have to consciously think about it. We don't have to actively participate even. We just have to be open to the experience and allow surrender to it and just allow it to happen. But there's no avoiding the sound. It's going to get you and it's going to it's gonna cocoon you and it's going to help you and enter you. And you can't you just you can't run from it. There's no avoiding it. And that's what's so fascinating to me is it's it's a physical action. The body is being influenced, but yet it helps you on the emotional and the mental and the subconscious level as well. Yes. And we know like mind and body are one and the same. So we know that when we're under a lot of stress, even though that's very mental or the amount of pressure that we put on ourselves, it's very mental, but it can manifest itself in physical ways. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes in such physical ways that it will end people in the emergency room because they think they're having a heart attack. And there's physical things you can see that have happened. But when you allow that space for your mind and body to reconnect and to have better communication without our conscious thoughts being like, hey, mind, meet body. Oh, and here's what's happening in my day. We don't have to do any of that. It just knows. And it's just giving it space, allowing our mind space to let it go, to to just surrender to the process and know that it's okay. We don't have to hang on to these things. We don't even have to recognize them, but we don't have to hang on to that anymore. It no longer serves us. We can let it go. Yes. But like you said, that's not a that's not a conscious choice with the bowls and with this kind of therapy because it is happening on such a intimate personal level with the vibration entering your body through the bowl that your body takes over and your subconscious can take over and you aren't an active participant in the process. Your consciousness becomes a backseat driver (laughs) to the whole thing. You just have to surrender to it. And your subconscious knows what to do. And it just, it will take you places. And not everybody has this great, profound experience that's glorious like that. But sometimes it's so subtle that, like I said, you do notice it days later and you just feel more at ease. There's just greater sense of peace. I remember walking out of here and feeling so grounded and calm, yet euphoric, kind of all at the same time. It was just such a beautiful feeling. Very, very normal. It's very common. And I always warn people that when you're done here, because it's a private session and the room is quite dim, that when you leave the space, colors and lights will seem brighter. Colors are definitely more vivid sounds. Sometimes it's hard to push away those 
abrupt, annoying sounds. Everything just seems louder, more crisp, but you're fully back in your body and fully aware. It can be startling, but as you move through it and come back into better awareness, that obnoxious sound feeling, that goes away. And I like that too. You had mentioned just holding space and allowing space for your body and your mind and your soul just to reconnect. Yes. We definitely, we don't get enough time to do that. I mean, that's the biggest takeaway is allowing ourselves time, giving ourselves permission to allow ourselves time to just fully relax, to quiet our mind, relax our body. That's our best healing potential. That's when cells can perform what they need to perform because they're not in that fight or flight state that it's just about breathing and running, breathing and running. We just don't have that time. We don't allow ourselves that time. But it's seeking out whether it's meditation on your own or other practices on looking deeper within ourselves so we can be a better peace with ourselves, but that we recognize bringing more body awareness, that we recognize that something's going on. I don't know quite what it is, but something's going on rather than waiting to the point where it's become this dis-ease that we have to then go seek further treatments for. And then just being so present in the present moment, because truly that is all we have, is this very present moment, this immediate moment, and being able to connect mind and body and spirit within that moment, allowing your body and your subconscious to connect and to be able to heal and to feel better. Yes. And I think for a lot of people, that's the goal is to be better connected with ourselves. For some people, it can be kind of scary because we've been living out of our mind for so long and we've been, you know, push through, push through, keep going, just ignore this. Or you don't want to feel like you're complaining. You have issues going on. But we all have stuff. Yeah. We all have issues. Yeah. And we try to push it down and suppress it and not recognize it so we can be strong for the next day and be strong for our family and be strong at work. And there's a point where you're going to crash. And when you do, it's not good. But yeah, just giving yourself permission to fully look at yourself, inside yourself and say, okay, here, here's where I need some work and be fully accepting in honoring the space in which we live. And when you can find that balance, and I think that's what we all need to strive better at achieving, is being well. Not just feeling good, but you want to be well, truly. And finding that in the stillness, I think, is so helpful, too. Yes. And we're so programmed to to constantly be busy and constantly fill up every moment of our day, you know, so we're productive. And when we're not doing something, we then feel like we're lazy. And it's just all this nonsense programming. And I do it. I have the same, oh, I shouldn't have taken time to do this. That was dumb. Like shame on me for thinking that about me. You have to allow your yourself to be where you're at. And sometimes, you know, you might not want to get on the treadmill. But is it nice that you pushed through and did it? But Not if your body is not needing that. Maybe you are needing some self-love and just time to just sit and be with your thoughts or be quiet. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge for me. But we have to find that quiet space where our mind and body can just reconnect. And not while we're sleeping. That doesn't count. I have a lot of clients that are like, I sleep really well. We're supposed to. It shouldn't be a novelty. But we have to find time outside of our normal waking hours where we can just quietly be. I was brought up that way too. You know, work hard, play hard, but make sure your work is done before you're allowed to play or do anything that's downtime. So even in my personal life, I don't value downtime. To me, it's similar to what you're saying. It's a waste of time. I shouldn't be doing that. I should be productive. 
kind of the same mentality, but I think so many of us are brought up that way. Yeah. And I think we need to change our perspective on what is productive. Is it valuable to myself to allow myself 20 minutes a day? Like when I come in for work, I'm here early where I could be doing something at home, but I come in early so I can play my bowls, so I can enjoy the gong and just quietly be and enjoy the vibrations. Does it mean I'm wasting time? No, no. I mean, I'm putting a value on that time and it's directly affecting everything I'm going to do for the rest of the day. But it's giving ourselves permission to be able to do that. And it is an investment in yourself, your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health. It's, it truly is an investment in your own time and in your own self. Yeah, every aspect of self-care is absolutely an investment. And whether it's costing you something with money or time or sometimes friendships because some people don't value what you're doing or they think of what you're doing as woo-woo, but you have to stand strong in, in your beliefs and, you know, in your convictions. And if you're feeling benefit from something... Even if other people aren't agreeing with it or they're not understanding it. And usually that's where the, the issues come is they don't understand the benefit because they've never experienced it. You know, it, and I say it to my clients, if I were to have told you that I'm going to put these bowls on you and you're going to have this most amazing experience and you're going to, you know, have these different shifts of energy happen and these emotions are going to come forward, would you have believed me? Absolutely not. You're like, that's crazy. Bulls can't do that. But ta-da, they can. It's just about just opening our minds to the experience and allowing what's the worst that can happen, honestly. So you're relaxed for an hour? Gee, that's awful. <laughs> Which most of us, like we just said, do not allow ourselves the time to do. Right. What other things, before we wrap up, can you leave our listeners with to Encourage them perhaps to pursue their self-growth or to pursue a meditative sound experience, something that you want to make sure that we don't wrap up this conversation without them knowing. The biggest thing is just taking that step. Some things in the integrated world, they cost a lot. And the, because our training that we have to do to achieve that costs a lot, but the cost of what we get back from that as a client is tenfold. But you have to find the right thing for you. So like with my massage therapy clients, I tell them, I might not be the massage therapist for them. I have a very different approach from a lot of massage therapists, and that's okay. And I might not be the right fit. It's kind of like going to get a haircut. You will go and you'll get this phenomenal haircut. And then, gosh, you establish this relationship with that person. And then eventually they retire or they move. And you have to go find someone else. You don't stop getting your haircut just because you happen to go somewhere and got a bad haircut. You're going to seek out other things. So it's just seeking out. Sometimes what I like to do once in a while, and I don't do it often, but I'll be like, here's something crazy that I saw. And I was like, Err. like I had reservations about it, but I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see what it's all about. And then I can decide if I like it or not. But I think we try and decide for ourselves before we do something if we're going to like it or not. And we just got to push ourselves in, into doing things and, and things that we might not be comfortable with. And especially with self-care, it's hard to invest, look at. To yeah. invest in ourselves with time or money or energy. Yeah, but to even look at ourselves and to undeniably know what it is that we need and how to help ourselves. And sometimes it's hard to look in the mirror and say like, oh gosh, here's what I need. And not just what we want, but what we truly need. But it's just, it's trying to find the practitioner that is right for you and the right modality and 
And the only way you're going to find that and achieve that is by going and trying different things. Like I love sound baths. And I went to one that they did some mantras and stuff. And I was not a fan of that. I don't have them all memorized. But the experience itself and the sounds, still wonderful. I just did a singing bowl workshop over the weekend. Very different from what I do. It was just Himalayan bowls. And there was a lot of takeaways that, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to do that because I didn't like that. But there was a lot of really good takeaways from it. So, I mean, it's finding gratitude in everything. And there, there's, oh, I think no matter what type of self-care that we go after or try and pursue, there is something that we can absolutely take away that can still benefit us, that we can use every day. Well, thank you again so much for all of your wisdom, for all of your insight, and for sharing your stories with us. Thank you. And I hope our listeners do go out and pursue this or another modality, any sort of self-care, any sort of finding themselves in the present moment just to reconnect with their mind and body. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much, Kim. Thank you. This is Conversations to Inspire with your host, Teresa Moore. This was part two of a two-part series. Be sure to listen to part one with Kim Dietz to listen to the rest of our conversation. Help promote this show by subscribing and following this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can continue to get incredible guests as we dive further into the mind-body-spirit connection. As an added bonus, I am including a small audio clip from my sound bath that Kim provided for me. It is very different listening to it as a recording. Live and in person, it is very organic and our ears filter the sounds differently. With the microphones, it loses the vibration and the energy that fills the room. But this will give you a little insight into what a sound bath is like.
I hope you enjoyed this audio clip of a sound bath. And as always, thank you for joining us at Conversations to Inspire.